This is a serial podcast. It's an ongoing story. However, don't let that dissuade you from jumping in right here. Because if you like, you can always go back and catch up. The name's Carlos. I'm your storyteller. And this is Tales from the Orbis Etherum. Season 2, Episode 22. Rough Shape. Lucia Wolf and Reina Maltair make their way out of the massive palace compound, Raynum carrying the person they came to rescue, Rhea Wilhelm. She's slipping in and out of consciousness, and while Altera assures Lucia that Rhea is going to make it, Lucia wants to get off of the wasteland world of Altera as soon as possible. The recent massive earthquakes have only strengthened her resolve to get the hell off this world. I don't think Valtera has had an earthquake in a hundred years, Altair notes. What could be causing this? I don't care, Raynum, Lucia says matter-of-factly. I just want to get the hell off this goddamn forsaken world. As they race through the palace towards the interworld port, they notice an unusual sight. The palace guards appear to be too preoccupied to attack or stop them. Most of them seem to be racing to other exits in the palace. Lucia, there's there's something going on here, Raynum explains. When when I was still on the lighthouse, Parker uncovered something huge going on with Orbis Edge. She theorized, and this is going to sound crazy, that there was a demon god on the other side, and that this being may be trying to break through. It, it's just a hunch, but I have the feeling these earthquakes and even us being here might not be a coincidence. Well, Tara, I will tell you what. Lucia starts. That sounds like some prophesized chosen one talk. And while I've evolved a little bit and no longer want to just hang out in my little hermit hovel in, in the savage wilds, I, I gotta tell you, I am in no rush to be the chosen one of anything. So if you're right, and if this is about to become the staging area for some biblical historical happening, I, I want to get off this world even more than I do right now. Well, that's just it, Lucia. I don't know if what's about to happen is going to be contained to Valterra. If I was a betting man, I would say this is happening on Grand Lucian, on Delarctica, just about everywhere. Lucia sighs heavily. <sighs> and, and you're certain, you are absolutely certain that... That, that these earthquakes and what these asshole soldiers are doing right now has to do with some kind of Orbis-wide apocalypse that's about to happen. We have to stay here and deal with it. Oh, no, 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 Altair counters. I did not say we have to stay here. I'm just saying that no matter what happens next, we're, we're probably in for a fight. Well, then it's your lucky day, Altair, Lucius says. Because I so like fighting. 
The two finally reach an interworld transport, and Rhea Wilhelm comes to briefly. Is, is Elaine safe? She says. Is she on board? Lucia swallows hard. Rhea, Elaine's staying here with her people. It's what she wants, and it's where she'll be safest. No, it, we have to... We have to protect her. Rhea trails off. Okay, I do not like how she's slipping in and out of consciousness like this. Lucia says, are you sure she's going to be okay? She has all the symptoms of ether withdrawal and, quite frankly, of someone who's been brainwashed for months. Altair explains, I promise you that physically she'll be fine. These spells where she's coming in and out of consciousness... These will fade. After that, whether or not she's okay, I have no idea. I would hazard that she's going to need some time to heal. She's going to need someone to help her. That she'll have, Lucia assures. Come on, let's get off this world. As the interworld transport lifts into the sky, Raynum piloting the small vessel, one meant for three to four people, so it's cozy inside. Lucia looks through the viewport, and she sees what's going on. Cracks in the very ground of Koten Major, destroying the city as strange, hooved, horned beasts, like if goats were amalgamated with people, emerge from underground. They engage... Ethermancer and non-Ethermancer alike, using Ethermancy themselves, but surrounded in an eerie, fiery aura, as if the Orbis itself were trying to purge their existence. The Ethermancers seem to be able to beat back these creatures no problem, and even the armed non-Ethermancers are doing a pretty good job, but the demon's numbers grow and grow. And soon enough, just as the vessel is about to portal away from Valterra, Lucia sees that the Cotan Major forces are being overwhelmed. Lucia feels a small pang of guilt over leaving Elaine Shadowbane behind. And then she reminds herself that the no longer deposed young queen is the reason why Rhea Wilhelm is in the state she's in. The fierce swordmaster's teeth clench and gnash as the interworld transport portals away from the wasteland world. A bit into their journey back to Orbis Edge Lighthouse, and Reyna Maltaire tries his best to ignore the argument that Lucia and Rhea are having. It's a complicated conversation, and he knows full well that both sides are understandably upset. Rhea accused Lucia of leaving Elaine Shadowbane behind. Lucia explained that Shadowbane is lucky to be alive after what she did to Rhea. But Wilhelm doesn't seem to care, explaining that the no longer deposed young queen didn't exactly have a choice in the matter. After that, there's crying. 
Rhea breaks down, starts sobbing, but Lucia's attempts to comfort her are rebuked. It's a very tense flight. Eventually, Rhea's sobs soften, and she goes to sleep. I'm sorry, Lucia, Altair says. I have no doubt that's not how you wanted this to go. Yeah, Commander, you are not wrong. You are not wrong. But it's how it went, and I don't regret what I did. Do you? Altair's core clenches. He knew he had to have this conversation, but he wasn't expecting to do it so soon. Lucia, you are by far one of the most talented people I've ever met, if not the most formidable fighter I've ever met. Even even all those years ago in Radian, I knew. I knew that anyone who crossed you would be at the mercy of the gods. No, I don't like what happened back there. I don't like that you murdered so many innocent soldiers simply because they were in your way. I get why you did it. And if you hadn't, I might not be here. I get that too. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful you're my friend. I'm thankful I'm on your side. And that's a friendship that I would like to maintain, if at all possible. But I need to ask you a favor. I need to ask you from now on, don't just haphazardly throw lives away. Please at least think of the families and the loved ones of the people you dispatch. If you still have no choice, fine, but... Just don't revel in it. Lucia seems to take what Altair says to heart. She nods several times before answering. Okay, Commander. You know what? I get it. Again, you're not wrong. If I want to be a better person than who I am, yeah, maybe I better start being less selfish. But I still am who I am. And sometimes that means people are going to die. That I get, Lucia, Altair says. That I get. And again, thank you for saving me. The two nod, and they continue on their flight. Suddenly, a surge of ether, a burst of power, tears through the Orbis, tears through the soup of ether between worlds, right in the path of their transport. Some kind of... Some kind of flare? I've never seen anything like this. Brace yourself. Raynum attempts to regain control of the vessel, but finds it being pulled along the current of this burst of ether, like a giant torrent, a massive river, roaring, rippling through the Orbis itself. The little interworld transport is helpless. It's carried along, well off course. If I keep trying to fight this, I'm going to tear this ship apart, Raynum explains. He then powers down the ship's systems, except for the essentials. We gotta ride this out. Why is it that every time, every time I think I'm done, the Orbis itself tries to pull me back into some adventure I don't want, Lucia asks. They're caught in the current for about an hour, until it finally dissipates. Though after it does, Altair checks his sensors 
but he doesn't need to because he and Lucia can look outside the viewports and see exactly what's going on. More of the bands of ether tearing through the Orbis itself, like something is horrendously wrong. After they find their bearings, they discover that their transport has been taken just outside the world of Del Arctica. And just as soon as they realize this, Reyna Molter works furiously at the ship's console. We're getting SOSs and emergency hails from Del Arctica and from the vessel surrounding it. There's something huge going on. It seems that everywhere is just under attack. Lucia thinks on that a moment. Well, hang on a second. Rula Claire is supposed to be on Del Arctica. When we separated at the lighthouse, this is where he was going to go. He might have some answers. All right, well, I guess our course is clear, Altair says. To Del Arctica, to my homeworld. At that, the fierce swordmaster grits her teeth. She clutches the grip of her etheramite sword knowing soon she's going to make these mysterious demons that have emerged everywhere in the Orbis Etherum feel its Etheramite bite. Thank you so much for listening. I need feedback. I crave feedback super hard. If I had feedback, I would not need to eat. The feedback contains iron, contains essential vitamins and minerals, I would be able to replenish blood simply by getting feedback. Send me feedback. I'm at orbisetherum.com, O-R-B-I-S-A-E-T-H-E-R-U-M.com. You can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Google+. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Tumblr. Look for Orbisetherum and leave me some feedback, man. I really love hearing from people. I really love people telling me, hey, I just heard your podcast. It's all right. I also put this podcast up on both YouTube and Vimeo. You check the podcast description for links, you'll find them. This week's shout out is for the upcoming 2D Sonic game, Sonic Mania, published by Sega, developed by Christian Whitehead, aka The Taxman. The Taxman has done some Sonic, uh, Sonic hacking in the past, and he's the guy behind the very, very well-made Sonic 1 and 2 remakes on mobile platforms that I like to play on my NVIDIA Shield. Sonic Mania is a brand new 2D Sonic game in the vein of the Genesis Sonics. Cool takes on old zones like Green Hill, where a lot of it is familiar, but there are new areas, including a whole new underground area. New zones like Studiopolis, which appears to be an Eggman-ruled city with very heavy uh, filmmaking theming, like giant popcorn machines and director's chairs and whatnot. Uh, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles are all slated to be playable, and I imagine they're probably going to consider more playable characters beyond that, but don't take my word on it. Uh, Sonic and Tails have been shown so far. They have really awesome new sprites that are based on their Genesis sprites. Uh, it just looks like a blast. I'm a big fan of Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles on the Genesis, and this looks like it's right up my alley, and I'm recommending it to you as well, Sonic Mania. It comes out in 2017, and hopefully it will be the Sonic game that many, many people have been waiting for. Thank you so much for listening. Until we meet again. <laughs>